And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's new releases of comics. Uh, for those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out on uh, Tuesdays. New Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. And we are here on a Thursday, June 8th, 2023, to talk about all those books that came out this week. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And if you're watching us live, you can see who our guests are. That means you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Or if you listen to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, you can't see the guests. So let me introduce them. Uh, last time I had them on the show was last week because um, he filled in as a sub and that was awesome. Uh, we got a double dose of Lex from Wednesday pull. Lex, how's it going? It's going. Happy to be back. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you back too. Uh, it's always great to have you on. And it's funny because, uh, I didn't have you on for so long and now I've had, um, it's twice in a row. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming here. Uh, our second guest, we, uh, haven't had him maybe in a month. It's probably been a month. I, I was, I was looking at it. April 6th might've been the last time I had him on the show. We got Drew Maxey, AKA Drew Deficit, AKA as written, Drew X deficit. Gotta remember the X, but the X is silent. Drew, how's it going, man? Uh, it's 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 going pretty well. I'm in full summer mode, you know, uh, out of work for uh, uh, for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, just enjoying my time trying to catch up on uh, on comics that I've been setting aside to read and uh, dealing with uh, with a broken arm, but that's okay. Yeah, how. Uh... I've never read comics with a broken arm before. Uh, is it is it tough or is it easy? Does it affect it your is, arm, your reading ability? It is way tougher than I thought it would be. Because to me, it's just like, oh yeah, you, I mean, it's not going to affect anything. You just hold it with your left hand and you turn with your right. But like the precise way that you have to move your hand, mm-hmm. like your, move your arm to turn. And if I'm like, uh, I don't know, if I'm like sitting down or something, um, earlier today, I was sitting on my couch cross-legged and I had the comic like in, like on my, sitting in my lap. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of like turning the pages whenever, you know, with my left hand, which I'm not very good with my left hand. So like I had to get help from my right hand every now and again. See, this is, this is the problem that, that people, they don't foresee, you know? The doctor, the doctor should have figured out something different. I know, you know, but I'm glad to have you arm or no arm. You know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, A lot of, a lot of good books came out this week and I want to be able to touch on all of them because um, it was a pretty, pretty damn good week. Um, On Tuesday, I was reading the DC comics that came out and I was like, all of these are good. I do not regret any single one of these. And then, you know, Wednesday came around. It's like, oh, it's not just DC. It like the Marvel books were really good this week, too. Um, what books did you guys read this week? Am I for you, Drew? Am I on a del- am I on a delay or were you guys yeah, we just were. quiet right now? <laughs> we were just we were just both playing like uh, uh speak up chicken. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. will they won't they? I will go through uh what I read. Um I also bought five books that I haven't read yet, so I will get to them. All right. Um the one Marvel book that I read uh was Daredevil number 12. 
Yeah. Mm. Um. Then into the DC books, I got uh, Shazam number two. Okay. I have Batman one thirty six. Okay. Legacy number nine hundred one. Uh, I got Poison Ivy 13. I got uh, Flash number 800. Okay. And uh, Steelworks number one. Very nice. The one uh, image book that I've gotten to, I have a few in my unread stack, but uh, the one that I did get to read was uh, In Hell We Fight, number one. Okay. All right. That's a good healthy amount. Yeah, I was, and, and as you said, it was a good week. So I, I mentioned this before we started the show. Uh, I, I Of these books, I didn't read a single one that I didn't like. I liked all of them. I I get how people complain about comics. I get it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. always, you know, what we want. Um, sometimes these publishers, you know, let us down. I get it. But at the same time, like, oh, man, it's good to be a comic book fan. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not like I can only complain so much. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah what's the fun sure. in that? You know, but all in all, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy. Unless you're a Spider-Man fan or a Peter Parker Spider-Man fan, you're not, you know, they're not eating very, you know, much these days. And then even, I mean, even then, if you're a Peter Parker fan and you've been a fan for a long time, you've, you've been there before. It happens. <laughs> it comes in ways. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> so. the part, it's the Parker luck for the character yeah. and it's the Parker yeah. fan luck for the fans. You know, yeah, looking, that's what they get. They're terrible. I'm a big fan of uh, not reading like i don't really read spider-man mm-hmm. never really have so like to me don't. right now watching everybody complain is just kind of like all right cool i'm i'm over here and everybody's mad on this side and i'm i'm sitting on the other side of the cafeteria uh enjoying mm-hmm. myself i mean every comic has a down period but i feel like peter parker's is very up and down as a comic mm-hmm. like the highs are highs and the lows are lows like i'll get into the flash a little bit later but uh flash had a down period and now it's back up so uh i'm happy lex what were your what were your reads all right from dc comics i read adventures of superman john kent issue number mm-hmm. four batman 136 dark knights of steel 11 mm-hmm. i read Peacemaker tries hard, issue number two, Shazam two, Steelworks one, and most of the Flash eight hundred. I didn't get to like the last two stories. Okay. And Marvel, I read Daredevil number twelve, Spider Man issue number nine. Not the Amazing Spider Man, it's a separate yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Venom issue twenty. And from Image, I really thought I had time to get to the Ambassadors issue six and In Hell We Fight. I had those. Sitting on my shelf, I just ran out of time. You didn't get to them? Okay. Nah. Um, all right. So I read I read a lot this week. I was surprised. I surprised myself. Um, Batman 136, Daredevil 12, Flash 800, Shazam 2, 
uh adventures of superman john kent four uh i didn't say whether they're from dc or marvel anyway whatever uh dc's dark knight of steel uh 11 steelworks one also from dc uh marvel i read uh spider-man 9 uh immortal x-men 12 fantastic four eight captain america sentinel of liberty uh 13 X-Men Before the Fall of Mutants First Strike, number one, which may be a one-shot or maybe an ongoing, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and X-Men 23. I also read The Ambassador 6 from Image Comics, which is a Mark Miller book, and another Mark Miller book, The Magic Order 4, number five, also from Image Comics. Did I forget something? No, I think that's it. Okay. Um, like I said, it was a good week. It was a good week. Um. Did you guys have a favorite? A number one pick? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm... Daredevil 12 on my end. Okay. If that's your pick, let's talk about it. Uh, Drew, did you read Daredevil? I did. Yeah. All, all three of us did. Okay, cool. Uh, Lex, what'd you like about, what'd you like so much about Daredevil? I continue to love Chichetto's art. Yeah. So, purely so, off of so that good. i mean geez how does sometimes i thumb back through it <laughs> yeah, i know right you know? sometimes i thumb back through it and like i didn't even read that page i was just looking pure purely through the art and and so even though i've been sort of annoyed with how angsty daredevil has been um the ending just really was a shot to the gut man it got me and i was like damn i did i saw it coming but it was not in the way that i saw it coming it was really good the ending yeah. is what i love so much about it i uh what you saw it coming with the fight you saw not the fight i saw him like the sacrifice yeah. i assumed that he was gonna do it um it's also been a long time since we've seen blind spot and then maybe i realized that i hadn't i hadn't finished finished that run because I never realized. I what thought happened the same thing. I was like, I thought that there was a moment where I was like, "Who the hell is Blind Spot?" And then I was like, I "Oh remember. yeah, what happened to Blind Spot?" <laughs> I forget. Yeah, yes. I don't know whether I read that. It was the same. Um, um, that was weird. Also, I mean, Chichetto is great, but did someone tell Blind Spot that Blind Spot's supposed to be Vietnamese? I think is he Vietnamese? <laughs> I don't remember because he was just he was just a white guy with a man bun. So I don't know if Chichetto yeah, knows. Yeah, he looked like buddies. Bucky, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, who is in Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. So, yeah. um, you know. Um, Drew, did you have any thoughts about Daredevil? Because this run's coming to a close, right? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been just a real big fan of uh, of this run in general, because um, it just kind of touches on things that I really like. Um, it has a very uh, specific, like, it's dealing with a very specific real world issue. Um, the, <laughs> the issue being like, it's it's about uh, uh, like prison reform, you know, yeah. which is something that kind of started in last run, came over with Devil's Reign and is, is now continuing in this run. Um, so it's like, it's, it's using a superhero to talk about a real world issue. Um, it is not 
I mean, obviously, like the character is taking a specific stance on it, but it's not like telling the reader what to feel um, or mm-hmm. what to think. Um, it's 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 also dealing with uh, Matt Murdock's uh, Catholicism, um, his you know, like how his religion plays a part in who he is and and what he believes about you know like the contradictions between what he believes religiously and what he believes like philosophically um i and and then of course like uh the love between him and electra uh it's i mean it's dealing with all three of the any all three of these things you could do a really good story about but the fact that it's like intertwining all of them into one thread uh is is what i mean that has been the best part about this this daredevil run for me um, it's funny yeah super i mean it's 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 daredevil is one of those characters who just like i can't i can't name a bad daredevil run mm. Real, I mean, I would have to think about it. I'm sure there have been some mm. that that I've read, but there are so many good ones, and it just continues to be good yeah. all the time. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's when I Daredevil gets too angsty, where like not much happens in his book, and he gets too angsty. I feel like there have been mm-hmm. there have been some runs where it's just it's just angst. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, I also think it's interesting they tack they're tackling prison reform and then also Electra's reform in a way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, that's true. and they've been doing that since the previous run. But this essentially is the same run as the previous run. I don't know why they did it this way because if it's only going to fifteen issues or whatever, like, why didn't they just continue the last run? It it was the same yeah. creative team because yeah, they're going to redo they're going to do it again with uh, Saladin Ahmed, right? Yeah. Oh, is and, that who's taking over? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but they're starting number. Are they starting at number one? Yeah, it's going to be a new number. From what I've heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that shouldn't even be a question. Of course, they're going to start over at number one again. Um, <laughs> they, they, why would they do otherwise? Um, which, which I have, I have faith in uh, Saladin Ahmed because um, he did a good run on Miles. Sure. So you know, uh, but again, I don't know why this run is going fifteen issues just to end when they could have just had 15 issues on the previous run. I, I, I bet it has something to do with, uh, uh, devil's the, ring. The, well, uh, the legacy numbering, um, mm-hmm. because maybe they thought that it would have been weird if like, you know, issue whatever, like 32 of the last run just kind of started having, uh, a legacy numbering under it so they started it at one which was what like six nine or uh what was it uh 649 right and then the next number two was 650 mm. maybe i mean that's the only the only explanation i could come up with other than you know devil's reign being tossed in the middle there yeah and they were like okay let's just end it for devil's reign and there's like oh never mind there's a, another 15 issues Right. We're going to number that one to 15. It is, it's been crazy uh, for anyone who's into numbering comics. It has mm-hmm. been crazy. Um, Daredevil 12. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I mean, it's not my pick for like 
because uh, I, I mean, there's just a lot of good books that came out this week. But, yeah, for um, sure. Drew, what do you got? I, you know that when we, you know that when you ask me this question, I always kind of like vacillate between two choices. Yeah. Uh, what are your and two? The, there's the part of me that's like, oh, it should be in Hell We Fight because, uh, you know, it's an indie book. Not a lot of people are, not as many people are going to be reading it, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. But I got to be honest, the the book that really, the book that really got me excited uh, while reading it this week was Flash 800. Um, and it was specifically. yes. Cy Spurrier's story at the end, the one that's like the prequel to what he's going to be doing when he takes over the book. What uh, what was that story? I read the whole thing, but I forget what that story was. That was the story where he's where Wally's out at dinner, and um, he's trying to like uh, show. Uh, There's like a shift in the Speed Force. Yeah, and he like he's he he goes and deals with it and then he's trying to be back before she can like finish her sentence yeah um and she can notice that he left and like left in the middle of their date yeah um that's tying in with the new with the like what's to come yeah it's it's leading into uh and the reason why the reason why it got me so excited (laughs) is um i thought that uh cy spurrier's voice for wally like the the narration was so good um i granted i don't read a lot of flash but what the the flash stuff that i have read didn't really deal with it didn't really like do uh his inner monologue this way Mm -hmm. and it showed that his mind is always racing his mind is moving just as fast as as his physical body and so like he'll he'll be like you know narrating something and then he'll give like an aside and say like, oh yeah, that's when this happened. Or like, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but if I looked through it, I could find examples, but he would just be like, basically like give the impression that his mind is just moving fast all the time. And he's processing multiple thoughts all at the same time. Um, the, the paneling in that section was really good. The the rest of the book is also good. Um, there wasn't a story in there that I didn't like um one made me cry um the well i mean we'll we'll go through it but like okay. it, it was the um it was the one that had tornado the tornado twins um okay basically this was a monumental issue right and it was an extra sized issue it was issue 800 of the flash who is one of the longest running superhero <laughs> pun pun not intended but whatever longest running hmm. superheroes ever you know i mean with 800 issues like it's pretty rare to get up to 800 um like green lantern's not at 800 yet right i don't that i don't think so true. wonder woman is either close or just hit it it's coming up soon yeah yeah it's about to yeah because wonder woman you know and batman and superman obviously they hit a long time ago but but like really dc Com- people don't realize dc comics as an entity was around 30 years before like mm-hmm. marvel you know um 20 years but whatever the point being is that like yeah uh they had a big head start um but i didn't realize cy spurrier is writing the next flash run Mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited about that one is it the same artist too is it what's uh 
Who's the artist? I recognize the art, but uh, well, in this one, it's uh, Fernando Pissarro. Okay, yeah, uh, but I don't believe that's who's doing the art uh, on the run. I could be wrong about that. And there's some tentacle monster with Mirror Master. Yeah. Um, okay, the new run starts in September with a number one, which makes sense. They hit 800 and it's going to number one. The movie's coming out, so on and so forth. Um, Lex, you said that you read the first couple stories. Yeah, I didn't get to that one, which now I'm I'm definitely going to read that as soon as we get off. Um, but I read like the first, I got to the Tornado Twins. Okay. One, that was the last one I read. The Flash uh, family issue, yeah. or story. Um, the first, like, first things first, this whole thing focused on Wally West. And to me, Wally West is the goat. Like, when it comes to The Flash, I like him so much more than Barry, to the point where The Flash TV show copied a lot of Wally's stories, because Barry is not that interesting. Like, Barry yeah. should have stayed dead. I'm sorry. Like, as... As, as speaking as somebody who has written the flash yeah uh we were told we had to write barry i just wrote wally but that's yes. what everybody mm. does because wally yeah, is just more interesting yeah he he, yeah. he provided more of a contrast to what everybody else like the the kind of um serious nature that everybody else had in yeah. in our game right People don't realize Barry is not funny. He's a nerd. No. He's a Big Bang Theory character. With yeah, he's, he's a straight-laced, like, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know, buttoned-up dude who... Yeah. He's a boomer. He's he's a yeah. nice boomer. Yeah. He's a nice... He's a dad. He, he belongs you know in I mean? the Silver Age. He needs to stay in the Silver Age. I mean, growing up, all throughout my, you know, younger days, it was always Wally West. I mean, he was the Flash at the time. He was the Flash in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. I mean, it, he was the Flash in most of the Flash material that I've read. So mm -hmm. uh, Barry Allen just seems like such an old character whenever you actually do <laughs> read him. See, see the, the reason I even like, I like Jay Garrick better than Barry, even though they're both old men, essentially, because they of the yeah. time they were created is that Jay, they lean into Jay being old, like and he he's yeah, very sure. much a grandpa. But like they don't lean into Barry being old. Like Barry's not supposed to be hip or like he's a dad. So let him be a dad. You know. Yeah. Wally is the reader. Barry's the reader's dad. Jay's the reader's grandpa. Like I like go with that. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but this this first this first oh, I love this first uh, story about these villains just talking about how like you just never go rob a bank with the Flash. Like, I yeah, I loved that story. Uh, it, I mean, it was like it re it reminded me so much of uh, something you would see. I mean, it reminds me of a specific episode of uh, uh, Batman the animated series, but mm -hmm. done in a way that fits the flash it's you know it's very much it's not a copy of it it's just kind of like uh it, i mean the, the episode i'm talking about is the almost got him episode where they're all sitting around talking about how you know like oh i almost got batman and then batman's actually there he's eavesdropping mm -hmm. on them pretending to be killer croc yeah but like yeah i mean it just 
talking about how you can't get away with anything in Central City because the Flash is going to get you. Yeah. Like it, it was so, you know, and, and like the creative uh, kind of silly ways that he disposes of, you know, like dropping somebody off in the desert. It took that guy a year to get home. It was you know? Condiment <laughs> King. He, yeah, he Condiment, King. Yeah. Condiment King just decided to rob Central City Bank and suddenly he's in the desert and it takes him a year to get back home. <laughs> That's so hilarious because he didn't kill him. He was just like, yeah, you just drop him in the desert. Uh, you know, the Flash was probably like, okay, it's close enough that he could find civilization. He'll be fine. He'll suffer a little bit, but it's not too bad, right? <laughs> and that was my favorite part, man. Besides, like, it starts out with the banter talking about all of these predominant cities in the DC universe and, like, why some are better to live in as a criminal. But the way they explain how the Flash handles his villains compared to, like, Batman or somebody he says it's almost worse that the flash sort of makes you feel bad. <laughs> it tells you you can be better. Yeah. That was my favorite part of this entire book that I've read so far. Yeah. Yeah. Like he comes in, not only does he like, you know, run circles around you, uh, yeah. quite literally, but <laughs> then he also like shames you and makes you know <laughs> that like he's disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah. Without without hurting you, he's just like moves you somewhere else or put takes you straight to jail. It's it's so it's so funny. Um, oh man, there's a lot of good stories. This one's a good story with with good art. Yeah. Um, um, then we got an impulse story that takes place in the past between impulse number six and seven, and it says, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It says, note this story takes place between impulse six and seven. Yes, Impulse used to have his own book. Ask your parents. It's it's just also like, just like, yeah, it's been a long time. Your parents probably read the Impulse book, Um, which is really, I mean, it's not that long ago, but like, yeah, I was young. It was the 90s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s when when Young Justice Justice came out. Um, And it's like, I love... I love Max's really. I love the Flash family. I think that's why. Like, I could talk for hours about this. And like, shout out to Avery mm-hmm. um, at the Flash Museum on TikTok. Um, Avery is uh, the biggest Flash fan that I know. And uh, pull her in. We should be. We should be talking about uh, uh, this story with her. Yeah, we'll 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 do a we'll do a we'll do an episode a Flash episode at some point uh, with Avery. But um, this one takes place in the past with uh, Impulse. It's all it's just nice to see Max there. But the Tornado Twins one made me cry. It's because it good, they, we always hear about Impulse. Sometimes we hear about XS. We hear about Wally's family. But we never hear about the Tornado Twins. Um. And it's because like Barry and Iris got like pulled to the future, then pulled to the past, and they never got to spend time raising their children. And I think there was a storyline where they were like bad and like whatever. But in this, they're like mm-hmm. good. And like Barry and Iris decide to spend every year on their anniversary by going to the future and spending time with their children. Like once yes, a year. I miss. And he so- cries. He cries like what as he goes back. Is that is that the one where they are on the uh the the treadmill? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
as somebody who does not read Flash, I did not know what was happening in that story. That's fair. So, like, I had no yeah. idea what was going on. So I'm glad that you gave me that, that, uh, like, I mean, I enjoyed reading it um, just because, like, I thought it was well-written, but I, I didn't understand the intricacies of that. I didn't know who the Tornado Twins were. Yeah, because nobody, nobody ever talks about, about them. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. You providing that context means that I need to go and read that now. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, I mean, Avery would probably be able to fill me in on it. But like, I don't know why the Tornado Twins and them can't live together or be together. They're in the future, but then they never like grew up with their parents or something. And so this is them trying to reconnect with their grown adult children and being parents to them and it's like super sad i don't know why it yeah, is the case sad. it is but like i don't know i guess they do it every year um but yeah that made me cry um and then zooms back in the one right after that the the story that takes place right after that but yeah I don't know. This one was a good one. What was also good about this issue 800 is it really didn't, you didn't need to read 799 to read it. Like it was its own kind of thing. The anthology leading yeah. to what comes next, as opposed to like being bogged down by the continuity that happened before. I mean, it's been a great run this whole, this whole time since infinite frontier. Um, um, but like, you know, I, I definitely recommend this flash run from infinite frontier onwards, but you know, they're going to start a new run too. And like this 800 is worth getting, you know, and whatnot. But that was your pick, right? Right, Drew? Because um, yep, <laughs> I was actually going to pick that one. Um, yeah, for the for the sake of. Uh, yeah, for the for the sake of time, I also picked this one. I don't need to go over my pick of the week. This is my pick of the week. <laughs> Flash 800 was anyways going to be my pick. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, other ones that we all overlapped on. What what did we all read? I think we all read Shazam. Shazam mm -hmm. number two. It's a uh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Um, uh, it, it brought up the fact that like Mary is powered by the female gods. I guess in Revenge of or um, Revenge of the Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods. So she's getting her powers from that. He's getting his powers from the original source. And then all the other kids don't have powers, but something's corrupting the power. And we kind of see it at the end with Freddy in that epilogue or whatever. Um, are you guys yeah. liking this run? I I am. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, you know, like number ones uh, are always kind of like. I don't know, they 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 sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't. But you yeah. can't judge a comic series just by a number <laughs> one. So like, yeah. When I read the first one, I was just kind of like, okay, that's cool. I like the idea, but nothing wowed me about it. And then like now this one gets to add, like kind of progress it a little bit, add a little bit more context. And uh, I I think that I enjoyed number two a lot more than number one. I mean, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, whenever he turns into the captain, which they're calling him now, uh, when, when Billy turns into the captain. Yeah. Uh, that maybe like the captain has his own mind and his own, you know, uh, 
can do things the way that he wants. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that doesn't gel exactly with what Billy Batson wants. So when you see him making decisions that Billy wouldn't and kind of overpowering him, um, I think that's an interesting dynamic. It's not particularly the most original dynamic for a superhero book, but mm -hmm. when it's done well, it's cool. Um, and I think that, you know, having the spin of it's essentially a child versus an adult um, in occupying the same body, then that makes it interesting enough to separate it from, you know, give it that distinction from other stories that have done something similar. Yeah. Um, it's not yet at where I want this series to go. Like what I want from a Shazam book, but like it's Mark Wade. I have faith. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I've at, over the years, I haven't collected a lot of Shazam books. So seeing Mark Wade and Dan Mora on a book, probably going to pick it up. And so I have been enjoying this one. Totally lost on, you know, the background of, like you said, I didn't read the Lazarus Planet books with uh, the Shazam family. Yeah. So it's just Revenge of the Gods. It's a, it's a mini series yeah, that's, that's still going on right now. That's what it is. I'll have to pick that up. But it's been fun so far for someone that is sort of on the outside of the Shazam fandom. Yeah. It uh yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Um but is Dan Mora not doing world's finest anymore? Because artists can only really do one one book a month. Like artists don't do unless that guy's a robot, man. That yeah, guy's he's on it. But like, yeah, that guy's a robot. Artists can only do a page a day, right? I don't know. I've seen it. I watched him live just knock out this crazy piece of work in an hour that I would not believe that someone did in an hour. And it's not like his art is lackluster. There are some artists out there, you no, know. He's crazy good. That uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked out a page in an hour. Um, but I think, I think with some of those books, they have like... Um, like with World's Finest, there was a in-between sort of filler story in between two major arcs. And mm. then they have a uh, an artist fill in for that. So yeah. it has like sort of a buffer in between times. And I would assume they'll do the same thing with other books that he works on. Because he also just did the uh, Power Rangers TMNT 2 book, which was like five issues. So he's cranking them out, man. I mean, I guess if he if he can do you know, a little bit more than a page a day, then he can get other people to catch up on certain yeah. issues. Yeah, I can just kind of see that. But like, generally speaking, there is a reason why like writers can write multiple books a month, but artists mm -hmm. really only work on one book a month. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. Of, I would imagine it's a lot of work. That's wild though. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't ask for it from any other artist like yeah and it's you know like, I mean? like you said he's he's at like he's a top tier artist too it's not like he's just running through it no which i mean i guess he is <laughs> right i mean but i mean hey you know if you can if you can do that i mean more power to him uh shout out For to sure. dan mora you know um uh did you guys read batman 136 yes yeah um this one what what issue was, what legacy issue was the previous one? 900. 
900 was the previous one. And so this, is 90, this is like 901. 900 was the multiversal going through yeah. the different Batmans of different. I mean, it, it was a weird retcon with the Joker stuff, but I don't, I don't, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to forget mm-hmm. that existed. But how'd you guys, how'd you guys like this one? I don't even remember what happened in this one. Was it not that I like good? This one. It, it was, it was just kind of like a refreshing, like, uh, I don't know, not reset because he just went through this reality or this universe hopping adventure. And this one, he's back in Gotham getting his bearings and trying to figure out like, okay, all of this stuff just happened with failsafe and the multiversal jokers and the Zurin Raz. And so he's trying to hone it all back in and see where he's at right now. So this is sort of like a, uh, coming back to reality. Essentially it was, I, I liked it as for as far as, um, Last issue was a lot, uh, and this one's you know back to business. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I think we've talked about this before uh, on on your show, but um, I have not really been enjoying Zdarsky's Batman run. Okay, um, yeah, it was weird. I've 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 said a couple times I don't necessarily think it's bad. It's just not for me, mm-hmm. um, you know. And like I'm a diehard Batman fan, so like. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm usually pretty pleased by things. Um, it, it, the whole failsafe thing, um, I got what it was going for, but I didn't really care for it. And mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, going through like the other universe with like the alternate Joker, again, got what it was doing, but it wasn't for me. But 135 the previous issue and 136 those two have been my favorite of his run so far which is um, what which one was wait wait which ones were 135 136 uh last, last month's in this month yeah yeah last last issue and this issue oh been okay yeah, yeah yeah sorry i was uh, still going on legacy stuff okay yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> 900, yeah yeah the multiversal you like the multiversal hopping I, I liked that as kind of a, um, you know, just kind of a celebration of Batman. Yeah. I thought, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, but I really liked this issue a lot. I think that it um, kind of, I, I, I mean, it reminded me. It, it, it the, the, the run so far has been so like action heavy. Yeah, that I don't think that there has been a lot of time for like specific character moments. Yeah, um, and, and mm-hmm. I felt like this issue was just all that. He's back yeah, home, like he's back in his universe. Everybody is asking him, like, "Dude, are you okay?" And he keeps saying, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then he even says, "Bruce Wayne is fine. Batman is not." Or, or sorry, the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman is fine, but Bruce Wayne is not. Yeah, and he can't but he can't let anybody know that that Batman is not fine. So, you know, and then it, like it has him returning to uh Wayne Manor. Yeah. But, yeah, for the first time um since since Alfred's death, um you know, and 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 there's a very specific reason why he's there and I I thought that that turned out really good. Um mm-hmm. I think that there's a little backup in it that kind of explains it better explains like why failsafe existed and what the purpose of failsafe was. Um, yeah. Which I think it, the, the original 
story when Zdarsky took over probably needed to flesh that out a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I, re- <laughs> yeah, for sure. I remember reading this and being like, I didn't understand this is why failsafe existed, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I thought, I thought that this was great. Um, I'm kind of, now I'm bummed out that it's taking two months off to, mm-hmm. you know, go away for the night terrors arc, but I am excited about oh. like, where it's going to come when it comes back um if hopefully they're dealing with some more like intimate personal batman in gotham stories yeah yeah part of me thinks like so i was excited this is the first time i've picked up batman in a long time it was because zadarsky jumped on the book and i've been such a huge fan of just what he's done with daredevil and part of me i don't know if it was because he didn't want people to assume like oh he's just doing daredevil but with batman so he came out with this wonky you know very heavy dc superhero stuff just to just to kind of show people hey no this is we're gonna do something different and it feels like this with this light with this issue this week that he's gonna hone it more in i hope i hope there was a lot of character moments that i that i really like the backup story where he slips into that Zuran Ra without realizing he slips into that Zuran Ra was, oh man, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And like, it kind of shows like this, it feels like this issue, some of the stuff that's in this issue should have been absolutely earlier because sprinkled in throughout the beginning. Like it explained, like it helps to contextualize why, Zuran R is scary. And yeah. like, you know, before, like when when Grant Morrison kind of brought it back during the RIP arc, um, it just, you know, it it was always just kind of like a cool thing. You know, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was a cool thing. And it's very clear, even if even if you he wasn't using the Zuran R Batman in this story, Zadarsky clearly loved that Grant Morrison run. For sure, yeah. So many similarities to it. Um, you know, like I remember reading Batman falling out of space and thinking that could have been in that Morrison run. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just this this recontextualized the failsafe arc um, mm-hmm. and everything that kind of led up to it in a way that yeah, I, I wish that this would have come first. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Amazing Spider-Man also had that problem that it saved too much of the things that we needed, the information we needed for like 25 issues down the line. And it's like, just, yeah. just start off with not the information. He- it's not heavy enough of a like reveal. It's more just like story notes that we could have used yeah. rather than like a big reveal. That in itself, the structure of doing that also happens in that Grant Morrison run. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very clearly uh inspired and and you know it could be seen as like a sequel to the entire morrison run for sure uh uh pre uh batman and robin you know yeah um that's interesting i didn't know it was going to take two two months off so that kind of sucks but because i'm not really i'm not interested wait what every series in every every book at dc is taking two months off from starting in july because Night Terrors is going to be their entire catalog. Oh. That's why the checklist is so big. Because it's all they're publishing. 
I didn't know that. Why do we need this? I'm a little upset. What? Because Joshua Williamson is the DC guy right now. He's 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 this. Uh, uh, he's he's what Scott Snyder was ten years ago. I didn't know that's that's what happened. Uh, is that why? Oh, eight hundred. There's no issues after the Flash eight hundred. It's going to take two weeks off or two months off. Then it's going to come back with the number one, right? That's yeah, why. Yeah. Okay. September is when it starts. What? <laughs> okay. That's cool. Ah, mm. All right. It's okay. strange that it's doing that because uh, that some of the, the books are doing that because like Green Arrow is going to be like issue three and then it's not anymore. You know, Green it's going to take a yeah. break. Also, they should have a Flash number one out when the Flash movie comes out. Because people need a new start, like to begin, like get him hooked. And then, I mean, sure, 800 serves a little bit of the purpose, but not in a number one sort of way. Yeah. Or, huh, okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, cool. Which, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slip it in there. I've seen the Flash movie. Uh, mm, I, mm. I, don't, I've already don't tell it. me about it. I'm, I'm going to see it next week. Is that is that when it comes out next week? I think so. I'm going to see it when I when I'm in Texas. So I don't know, you know, if anybody in Texas wants to join me. <laughs> we need to make that happen, man. We got to make it happen. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, I got to see it. I got to see it when I'm there because I'll be there for that. But um, I don't even want to know if it's good or bad. I'm just I'm just like. I've, I don't know. Um, are you going to see it again, Drew? That's the, that's that's a good question. So uh, without getting into a whole thing about it, um, uh, the version that I saw was unfinished. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. So I'm interested in seeing again because I want to see what was not there. Yeah. Um, I do know that like, um, I went and I went and like read other people's experiences. There was a credit sequence that wasn't there for me. Oh. Um, there was a, uh, uh, I think, I think like a scene, uh, tacked onto the end that isn't a credits sequence that also just wasn't in my version of it. Um, okay. so maybe I might, um, I might. Okay. All right. Um, and I mean, there's ah, there's so many titles this week. Um, let's see. Uh, Adventures of Superman, Jonathan, John Kent, uh, number four. Um, I haven't gotten to it yet. You haven't gotten to it? Lex, did you read it? Yeah, I read it. I mean, I've been liking this one. Um, again, I'm not a fan of multiversal stuff unless done right. Mm -hmm. But I do think that DC does their multiverse better than Marvel does, or at least the MCU does. Like, I, I just... I just, I don't know. I, I like the DC multiverse a little bit better. Um, yeah. But I don't mind it with a John story either because it's like, how many Supermen do we need like right. flying around, you know? Right. Uh, it kind of gives him his own adventure. Same with like Superboy being off work. Like, let them have their own adventures however they can do it. Um, but I agree with you, especially at this era of comics and movies and things like that. It seems to be very multiverse heavy. Yeah. Um, 
if the if those like parody movie people were still around who did like scary movie and then like epic movie and date movie and like all those oh, yeah. they'd have it something got there. Really worse they would have done they would have done a multiverse movie they would have done a multiverse movie they would have done an ocean movie because i realized yeah. that there's been a lot of ocean related uh movies in the past five years or they so. left they're leaving money on the table man you know they could have done an ocean movie <laughs> you know it would have had avatar it would have had table. aquaman it would have had wakanda forever it would have had uh uh luca snyder cuts <laughs> you know it would like so many different i mean you know if they did just did an ocean movie um but this uh i like it just because it's it's the injustice universe like we were mm-hmm. revisiting it john kent is there we don't need to see much more of it but it's really john kent's story and i like the fact that like if you have multiple super people give them a distinct personality and then give them distinct troubles like sometimes yeah. It's not always like they're not all going to be like solving bank robberies. Some are going to be dealing with a multiversal evil Ultraman who wants to kill all Supermen. Cool. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. It's been, it's been fine. I'm a huge fan. Uh, we talked about this last time of Electric Blue Superman. Yeah. So every issue is just a little tease of that. So it's got me on the hook. Yeah. Give them a distinct can- power set. Yeah. I, I I when not during the show because it'll take up too much time, but I can tell you a funny story about Electric Blue Superman that I think you'll appreciate. Okay. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dark Knights of Steel number eleven. I've been digging this Dark Knights of Steel. Um, yeah, I you know is that a meh? Yeah, no, yeah, I like oh, Elseworld okay. stories. One of my favorite things ever since I was a kid that DC has done. Marvel has done it in waves with what if it, DC does Elseworlds really good without it being like a multiversal thing, connect all connected. And uh, this is one of those stories that I've really been enjoying. Yeah, because sometimes Marvel can do the multiverse like alternate timelines where what if mm-hmm. Reed Richards got Ben Grimm's powers like, you know, randomly? Yeah. What if they all had different power yeah. sets, the same, you know, whatever. But like in this, it's like it's not an alternate timeline. It is just no. a swords and sorcery fantasy world with the Justice League. It works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It works. Thart is great. The twist was good. Yeah. People die. I'm cool with it. It's one issue left. Solid. You know? Yeah. I got nothing more to say. I thought it's it was been good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Who read the Peacemaker book? Because I didn't get to read it. I read the Peacemaker book. It's it's fine if you like it's Peacemaker. Ju- uh, I read the it, first one. It just feels like the sh- it feels like the show. It's like the an show, extended yeah. extension of the show. Yeah, I read I read the first issue, uh, and I thought that it was doing the show, but not as good. And so oh, I was kind of yeah, just, exactly. I don't need to read the second one. Exactly, okay. it is. It's it's more comic booky than the show, but. Yeah, exactly that. It's try. It's like the show, but not as as the show. Is it trying too hard? Because that's literally a title. Yeah, it is trying. It's trying a little too hard. But like, is that part of it though? Because it's Maybe. called Peacemaker. Like, he even hard. looks like because he even looks like John Cena the character. Right. So John Cena's a funny looking dude. Like, yeah, I like John. He looks Cena. like a cartoon character. But like John Cena. 
is very lucky he got the career that he did because he is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. I I, I like him. I like him a lot. Me I would. Too. Yeah, I would be his friend. Um, unless he does something weird because he's weird. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, Steelworks number one came out. And that is one that I'm so excited to talk about. Steelworks? Yeah. Yes. Did yeah. we all read Steelworks? I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Good. I have my, uh, I just installed some shelves and I have my, Lex, I don't know if I've showed you, I have an action figure of Steel, but for like the, nice. like the, Not the um, movie version, right? No, no, no. The 90s <laughs> version with the pipes that come from his belt down to his boots. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? Is that from the the like the Superman cartoon? Uh, it looks like it, but it's not. It has okay. the cape. Because does the Superman cartoon one have the cape? Yeah. Okay. No, it's from his '90s appear, like Reign of Superman appearance. I had a uh, when I was a kid. Um, I went to uh, I, I I was at the toy store or something or yeah. whatever. Convinced my like convinced my mom to let me buy uh, a toy that day. And the one that I got was uh, the steel action figure from the Superman cartoon. Um, and I was thinking about that while I was reading this, because I was just like, it's crazy how just liking the design of a toy as a kid makes you suddenly like, that's my, that's a character I like, you know? Yeah, yeah that happened so much to me. <laughs> it's this one right here. So, well... Nobody nice. out there would be able to see unless I switch over. But yeah, it's uh, that one. I also have the uh, this still in the packaging. Um, not that I'm I'm a fan of packaging. Um, I would like to take it out, but I originally got this for my sister for her birthday once because she has the same name. Um, and uh, it's my sister wasn't digging it as much as I was digging it. You have a sister. <laughs> What's up? You have a sister named Steel. Yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but like she was like i was like should i take it out of the packaging and she's like i mean you got it for me but it, you can have it but you know the only thing that says her name is on the packaging so right it would only make sense so now i've just kept it in the packaging anyway um sorry let's talk about the actual book uh drew you were saying well i i i the reason why i was so why i was excited to talk about is um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cynical, right? You tell me like an actor is writing uh, a comic. Chances no. are, oh, like, I I forgot that was Michael Dorn's book. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Dorn. Yeah. I was the same one. And I'm just like, oh yeah. I mean, I'll check it out, but it's probably not going to be that good. Um, and it was, if it, I, I would never, if you didn't tell me that it was written by, michael dorn i don't think that i would have ever guessed that it was written by an actor because it's so professionally it, like it it feels like it's professionally written yeah. by somebody mm -hmm. whose primary job is writing right um, yeah. is it kind of like how chris daughtry did the art on that one like remember back in the day like he drew batman like he drew a cover for batman and it looked really good i don't remember that but that's that's yeah me either well, I mean, like, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, um, um, Paul Dano is doing that Riddler book. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that that's pretty good. Yeah. It's not, I'll, I'll tell, I'll say this. It's not as good as this. This is genuinely great. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it 
like all the characters have specific voices they feel distinct from each other um the basic like theme of trying to uh uh give power to the people um yeah kind of democratizing uh power um is not only you know it's, it's very prevalent in this but it's also kind of playing into what's happening in the regular superman books so like now it's connected to what's happening there um while also being its own thing like it's it's great yeah I'm interested to see where it goes. I don't know whether it hooked me other than like, I can tell it's quality and I'm going to be continuing because I love steel and I love um, steel too. Like I love uh, Natasha irons as well. Um, But the villain, I I need the villains for some reason. I equate Metallo as steel's villain. I would love to see like Metallo, but Metallo just popped up in either action comics or Superman. Yeah, but it's like mm-hmm. I kind of equate Metallo and Steel as like arch nemesis, even though they aren't. But like Steel needs a proper nemesis. I don't know who his nemesis is. Maybe, maybe it's this uh, this guy, this guy. But like in this book, yeah. I, I mean, it makes, it makes sense to me that his his nemesis would be another businessman. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also like I really loved the you know the businessman kind of coming in and preying on uh the anger and 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 uh the um kind of emotional weakness of this other you know this 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 guy i don't really know who he is yeah. um but he's kind of just like this drunken poor dude who uh lives in uh uh what is it called uh suicide slum yeah suicide slums mm. yeah which is like the 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 poor part of metropolis you know yeah yeah it's just it's it's hitting on so many things that that just get me while also being good at what it is yeah multiple i mean there's multiple points of like possible friction you know, he's talking about having to pitch this idea to the other super people like, hey, we we need you, but we don't want to need you. You have that. And then you have sort of exactly what you just talked about, how you have uh, Steel leaving the company before and that turmoil with people that should be mad at him. I mean, it it has a lot of potential and it is well written. The art's great. And I really don't have anything bad to say about it. The fact that it doesn't have a co-writer which you were, yeah. you know, a celebrity because like Michael Dorn, he's he's working right now. They're doing Star Trek. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just fact- finishes Picard stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like he was probably filming and writing around That's the same true. time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like it, it. the fact that it's 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 all seemingly all him. I guess I can't you know, I, I guess I can't say for sure, but I would imagine they would be required to credit anybody who was assisting him. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's great. I mean, it, it's you know, I I yeah, I'm with you. I I can't say a bad thing about it. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to issue two. I I think I'll love issue two more than issue one, um, which is kind of that's just my me personally. I like the second things better than the first. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly what Drew was saying earlier. Like the first issues are 
the hook. They're yeah, like they're a, the pilot, episodes. like a preview. Yeah, they're like a preview at the, at the movies. They're what hopefully pulls you into the second issue, and then the, I feel like the story actually starts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah this one was done really well. Talk to me about the new green arrow one and then talk to me about green arrow two yeah uh, yeah true I had one i was just kind of like all right i get it number two yeah. comes out, and i'm just like i really get it all right now i'm on board same yeah yeah uh shout out to alec from state farm saying hey y'all um uh what's up to alec out there um um <laughs> yeah um with this one, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Oh, and that he's also in a relationship with Lana Lang. Is this a new comic uh thing? Because I've I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's been it's been a thing for a little bit. I can't really? remember when it started. Yeah, but I, I can't remember when it started exactly, but it's been a thing for a little bit. I when she had powers, I believe. Oh, okay. I am I am a fan. Well, I like I want like Steel and John Henry Irons to be his own his own man. I understand that. But yeah. there is a thematic element of John Henry Irons being he had the hammer before he was inspired by Superman, but then he puts the Superman shield on and he still has the hammer. He is himself, but also inspired by Superman. Um yeah. so I, I kind of get the thematic elements of like him being his own man, but looking up to Superman. I get that. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Reign of the Superman animated movie, but like there was an animated movie yes. that takes place after the death of Superman, where they do the whole four Superman thing in the animated movie. And personally, I think that like John Henry Irons should have dated Lois Lane. That was my personal thing. I think they should have been dating, um, in that animated thing. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how I feel about this, but like, cool. All right, Lana and and him in. Superman uh, and Lois, they're gearing up to like maybe date. They've been hinting at it on the show. Yeah. So I don't know. You bringing that up made me realize that all four of those uh, Supermen are, are now back into the fold uh, in some yeah. way. Uh, Eradicator is in uh, action. Yep. Superboy has his own mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Uh, Steve has his own book. And Cyborg Superman just showed up in something. And I can't remember what it was, but. Was it in action though? Because is that why they brought Eradicator back? Because they both. I don't think it was. I I for some reason I want to say it was a Green Lantern book, but that Cyber doesn't Superman, seem. Yeah, but I know I know that they have a history together. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was in action. They brought Eradicator to look for uh, Clark's DNA, so he was searching because Cyber Superman it, has Clark's maybe DNA. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, Hank and. and yeah. yeah um there's a, there's like a new version of the cyborg superman that's related to what's going on with metallo right is that sound about right maybe all i know is superman is going through a renaissance right now and i'm all here i'm here for it the superman books right now all of them are good yeah yeah i agree yeah and i i can't remember the last time that that happened because, I mean, think about, look, I don't know if you read the Power Girl special, but the Power Girl... Uh, I haven't yet. Uh, that one is pretty good. I mean, it's not life-changing, but it's pretty good. Supposedly, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow was good. I didn't get to read that. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. 
so like all these books have been great. The Superman Renaissance, I think it's when DC realized Superman is about the people around him and he's about hope, right? Like he's about hope and the people around him and the inspiration. Like Superman is an inspirational entity as opposed to being Goku or mm-hmm. Homelander at worst, right? Like mm-hmm. Superman's more than that. He's more than his powers. I think that they were just focusing on his powers. Wouldn't it be cool yeah. if he like punched a building in half? I mean, I guess. <sighs> yeah. But like, I don't know. He's more than that. So Yeah, they reference that in the super in the they reference that in the John Kent book where it's like Injustice Superman says that basically says it's like a weakness that Superman holds back, but Superman holds back because he is it's not his place to just save everything and save everyone and you know be a crutch for for everything. Yeah. So it's actually one of his superpowers is being an inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Marvel books. Let's talk about Marvel books. Um well actually we I mean we gotta talk about uh let, let, let's talk about everything with like 15 second blurbs uh because mm-hmm. you know there's uh, uh there's a good amount of stuff um spider-man number nine uh better than amazing spider-man right now i'm digging where it is right now yeah it's it's good it, it for sure better than amazing spider-man i think this might be my jumping off point though um Ooh. and trade waiting just because yeah it's like only mildly interesting they, there's a, a lot going on with this spider-boy character and you know, not interested. I'm interested in it. Dan Slot on Twitter is he won't let it go. So I'm interested in it. Um, but I can trade wait for it. I got his first appearance, so yeah, that's all that really matters, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, best spider good. book. Best spider book right now is Miles. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Miles's book has been really good. So, Drew, you reading any spider books? No, right? Nope. Cool. Uh, I have read uh, three Spider-Man books in my entire life. Jump on Miles. Nice. That's all I could say. Oh, you're going to jump on one, <laughs> jump on Miles. You know? Wait, you haven't even, you haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse yet, right? Nope. Haven't jump on yet. that. That'll inspire you to be like, I wonder I what I'm Miles is up to in the tomorrow. comics. I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. Okay. You got yeah, it. It's good. It's a good watch. Yeah. Um. Uh. Venom 20. I'm not reading the Venom stuff. So who, which one of you guys is? Uh, I read it, so I wasn't reading. I'm not a huge fan of Brian Hitch's art style, so for me it was it was kind of a turnoff. Um, but then they switched the artist to Kafu. Kafu, uh, really digging it. Story is so weird, though. It's I don't know, man. It's all over the place. I'll probably drop off this book too and trade weight it or wait till it gets on the the app. By the way, do uh, people say trade weight? I, I, this is I, the first time I've been hearing this phrase. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I think so. That's, that's a pretty normal thing to, to hear. Like that as a phrase, trade weight? Oh, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> I, no, I mean, that's great. That's great that you guys know this and I don't. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Nobody said it on this show before. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll probably. I'll probably wait for the trade to come out. And okay. uh, just because it's weird, it's like the King and Black was such a huge event. And now it just seems like they're spiraling into this cosmic venom stuff. And and I long for the lethal, lethal protector days because that was kind of my thing. I don't like, I think Venom's gotten worse because of his lore. Like the yeah. lore has made Venom worse. 
Yeah, that's where I'm. That's how I'm getting. I'm feeling that way now. They've done too it's much. It's like they're trying to make him like a Green Lantern character, which is weird. Like a cosmic that, entity. For, like yeah, for him to be a street, not a street tier character, but someone that is a lethal protector, and and works better in that as sort of an aggressive Spider-Man analog. It just it seems weird that they're diving so deep into this cosmic universe where it's like. Eddie Brock of the future is the villain for Eddie Brock of the past, and he existed all time. It's just like, why? Why? Yeah. Eddie Brock is not that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a make him a mo- he's a monster bonded to yeah. a human. Like that's yeah, yeah. Uh, or you it know, do simple. that do the agent agent venom sort of thing. That was a cool kind of that was really good. Yeah, you know, thing. Um, talk about something worth waiting for trade ambassadors number six. Just wait for the trade. Trade wait. Trade wait. Um, <laughs> also, cause all these Miller books are just better in trades. I think I, I really, yeah, mostly cause you know, that. he's pitching to Netflix and it's, it's all building up yeah. towards the big game, which is, which is this big connected universe the, book. The, the twist is that like, this all takes place in the same continuity, all his books. Yeah. Like Nemesis and then, um, Wanted, I think was the character from Wanted was on the cover. Yeah. Drew, did you know this? Did we did we go over this? I I I didn't know that, but if it has anything to do with wanted, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, that, when I saw when me, I saw that this... character on the when I saw that character on the cover, I was like, "That's the cell." You have so many characters, and that's the cell. Why? I I yeah. I, I I kind of like where they're going with it. I I like wanted the book, didn't like wanted the movie, but this mm. interconnectedness like i think it's gotten to the point where like none of this was connected and he was able to tell the stories he wants to tell and now he's like well the extra story on top of the story is now they're all connected how much more can we push this so yeah the the, the twist is that like that whole thing in wanted where they had erased the world memories of heroes that is what happened in like the kickass kick-ass continuity that's what happened like yeah it's been only it's only been realistic because we have forgotten about the ways of the past that wanted set up it just seems like a it just seems like a reddit thread of like wouldn't it be cool if, if all yeah, of these are connected? it is it's, it's uh, just and you know connected universes are, right? are yeah connected universes are really selling right now and Huge fans of, of Mark Millar's work are going to geek out over this. And he's always been hit or miss for me. Uh, so interesting, maybe. I, you know, it's one of those things. I like the, I, I liked the idea of ambassadors with them switching artists. And it started out with Frank Quietly. I'm a huge Frank Quietly fan. And, but I just, I don't know. There's a reason why I didn't jump on this book as soon as it came out this week is because I was like, ah, it wraps. They're all like one shot issues up until the end yeah. where they just like suddenly wrap everything up in this issue. And it's weird because they're trying to get to this big crossover event. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. Just show me the crossover event. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, I know you guys didn't recap America Central Liberty. It's the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this cold. Picked War it up, but, thing, but I'm behind on the uh, on the event. So. Yeah. The I... event's not that. Did it start? It's not that. Yeah. It's six or this is the fifth part. Oh, okay. No, I'm way behind on it then. Um, it's not that good. This Cold War event, it's not that good. So 
I don't know, whatever. I'm still reading it, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Fantastic Four number eight, really good series. It's been a really good run. If you like the classic good. Fantastic Four stuff, but modernized in a way, like Drew, are you are you on it? Did that did that come out this week? Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it did. I've been picking that book up and I didn't, I must've missed that one. Yeah. Um, it's the first Fantastic Four book I've ever been picking up and I've been really enjoying it. Um, but I didn't realize it came out this week. So whoops. It's like, it's real, but it's also shenanigans, right? Yeah. I mean, like, and that's essentially the Fantastic Four though. I mean, Ryan yeah. North is really, really nailing that voice of like a family book but like a family with superpowers and just like how it works and it's very comic booky but in a in, in a modern way and and that's a perfect way to describe the fantastic four is it's, yeah. it's silly yeah but it works without being like cartoony you know what i mean yeah i mean it has the right amount of of, of that yeah. it's like, they're almost like twilight zone black mirror episodes because they they'll bring in yeah. something weird and be like, why is this weird? Okay, because of X, Y, and Z. Um, you guys yeah. don't read the X Men titles, right? Because I can just run through this real quick. Um, no, I, I'm waiting for a point. It's like so much. Um, <laughs> so once I you will, fall a little bit yeah. behind, it's it's impossible to catch up. So I'm so far behind. Uh, so Immortal X Men twelve came out this week. So did X Men Before the Fall: Mutants First Strike number one and X-Men 23, and Bishop War College, whatever, that that the final issue of Bishop War College. That was a waste, waste of a series, but okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, so between, between all of them, Immortal X-Men 12 is a lot of talking in this issue. A lot of political talking wasn't as interesting as the rest of the series, but okay, I get where we're going with this, but it was kind of a, a, a um, you know, a, a sludge. Sludge? A, whatever um mutants first strike <laughs> was kind of interesting um there's a there's a uh domestic uh terrorist problem there's a there's a ground zero for another like explosion and like the mutants all come in and they use their very specific mutant powers to help this town but it causes people to distrust the mutants again in the world and so things are picking up for orcus that's really what it is. But if you're a fan of all these X-Men that you haven't seen in like 10, 20 years sometimes, like you see mm -hmm. them pop up in this. Like there's a character named Tag who is used as evacuation. Like they're very specific power sets used for specific purposes. So Tag, to evacuate a building, his power is to cause something to be it and cause people to either flee from it or go towards it. That whatever he does. So he's never tagged a building before, but he tags a building causes the evac process, right? Like that's just that's the kind of silly X-Men stuff that I like. So you know, his very <laughs> specific power set is used in this yeah. scenario. Um and then X-Men. That's why 20... I should never write X-Men, because they would all be silly mutant powers like that. <laughs> I mean, they they do a lot of silly stuff in this in that first strike thing. So I think definitely think it's worth checking out. Um Lex, I think you might like that one it looked cool i saw tempo was in it i like tempo uh yeah. they had from what i understand is a new uniform which is just like a jacket it looks cool but it's I'm, like white I'm and red and stuff for, yeah yeah i'm a sucker for stuff like that so it looked cool i wanted to uh check it out 
it's essentially it's essentially what if x-men was fema like, yeah like a first just, responders yeah it's it's the first responder sort of um book and then x-men 23 uh deals with like an iron man sentinel sort of mm. thing it, it's cool if you like that oh uh and it deals with uh mother righteous and uh dr stasis as the two sinisters four sinisters whatever Mm-mm. anyway if you're a fan Maybe. of x-men right now that's definitely worth worth checking out <laughs> way over my head yeah uh, and then Magic Order 4, number 5. If you like Miller, if you like the Magic Order books, like, yeah, it's cool. Well, uh, what more is there to it? I don't know. Is that everybody's books? Did we cover everybody's books this... Uh, or was did we skip something? I think. The only one that uh, really was skipped over me is, as far as, like, um, was... I mean, like, Poison Ivy I read. I've been oh, yeah, Poison yeah. I wanted to. So good. Um uh this one's like a nice just a nice little um she's trying to go on a date with harley quinn dug it really really into it um uh in hell we fight okay yes yes the the image yeah i'm reading that tonight um uh john layman the first major thing that he's done since chew i mean i know he was on detective for a little bit but uh his his detective run wasn't what i wanted from him I don't remember. Um, yeah, you, it was yeah. Emperor Penguin and Nah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh way back in in you know still new 52 days, but this oh. one uh is just I mean it it it's falls into like what you liked about Chew. Um it's goofy without being stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it the, I mean this issue is it's about a group of kids uh, from various times who are in hell. Um, they and they're trying to get ice cream in hell. That's what the first issue is about, and it's uh, it's great. It introduces you to all of the characters, all the major players, um, in ways that you understand. Um, there's a kid in it who uh, was killed by a cursed axe. Um, so there's this axe that's just like constantly in his head, oh. uh, or in his back. Um, yeah. and when you remove it, uh, it grows back. So you, they use Pretty it cool. as a way to get like infinite axes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, super cool. Just, you know, it's, it's creative. It's interesting. Um, I, I thought it was great. Um, uh, and it's, it's very welcome to see John Lehman doing that stuff uh mm-hmm. after the shoe because i i wasn't sure if you if we were ever going to see another john layman book if i'm being honest why what happened yeah. to him? the weirder the better with john layman he just he just kind of like it's it seemed like he just did what he wanted to do and he fell out of it and that was it you know and it wasn't it didn't seem like you know anything major or anything like that he just he did chew he was proud of it done yeah, yeah. and she was a lot too yeah and so I can imagine the way I would see it is sometimes people need a break, but I, I agree reading John Lehman in this was, and I only read like maybe the first page, but I can say like, this is definitely gonna be my first read tonight. Cause it just looks fun. Yeah. It's great. It's, the, it's, it's very cool. I think you've the weirder the better with him. I, 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 hop on it. Yeah. I, love it. I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of Chew, uh, I think that you will love this book. Okay. Yeah. Chew is great. This first issue. I liked uh, Chew, 
I also was looking forward to the show, but then essentially yeah. mm-hmm. they took Chu and they merged it into iZombie. Like, mm. and so Chu never really got a chance to be its own show because iZombie was essentially Chu, even though iZombie was also its own comic. But yeah. the mm-hmm. show iZombie was just Chu. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, no, I did like Chu. Uh, on, on a on a side note, uh, just unrelated, but I like talking about it. Yeah. Uh, the artist of Chu, Rob Gilry, uh, wrote and drew a book at Image called Farmhand mm-hmm. that I think is also very like thematically similar to Chu. Okay. And it's it's very good. Farmhand. Yeah, super, okay. Super cool. Uh, it's in uh, I think two or three trades now. Um, I have mm-hmm. two of them. Um, and and I mean they're ones that I like. Uh, a friend lent it to me um because i didn't even know that it existed he lent it to me and i just blasted through it because it was, it was just a great read okay all right i'll uh i'll have to look up farmhand but in hell we in hell we fight in hell we fight okay yeah good we'll good book we'll definitely check it out um i want to thank both of you guys so much for coming on the show uh today taking time out of your day on your thursday you know to, to be here on comic talk um we you act all... like i have something else to do Look, mm-hmm. look, lie to me and tell me you got invited to hang out with the Queen of England, but you gave it up to be on Comic-Con, you know? Make me feel wanted. I got invited to hang out with the, the Queen wanted. of England. Yeah, you did? <laughs> and I said, you know what? I can't do it. Uh-huh. I got to go be on Comic Talk. Thanks. I, I, then, you know. And then she said something about uh, crumpets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no crumpets in hell. By the way, so like... Yeah. <laughs> If I was to hang out with her, I would have to do it in hell. Yeah. But... Yeah. There's no crumpets. <laughs> now, that's a, now that's a comic book title. I'm going to have to write that down. There's no crumpets <laughs> in hell. Yeah. I I mean, I actually think a good, yeah, a good comic would be the people that you would find in hell. Like, I don't know. Anyway, a lot of kings and queens. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to go through that list. <laughs> You ever, heard, uh, you ever heard that uh, uh, there's like a legend about Frank Miller and Alan Moore at a dinner one time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like trying to one up each other about a Superman mm-hmm. story, and uh, it ended. I'd to be there. They were like, they were like, you know, just giving like one sentence pitches or something like that, and it ended when Alan Moore just said, "Superman in hell." <laughs> nice. I nice. I would. I would love a Superman story where he goes to hell and he inspires people to go to heaven. <laughs> How crazy oh, would that be? I mean, it's like the good place, right? But like, how crazy? And the devil would be very upset. He'd be like, what? what? You are redeeming these people? You are making them yeah. better people? Um, that's something right there. I don't there know. Go. Um, I'll, I'll make it happen. Make it happen, you know? <laughs> um thank you guys so much where can people find you online what do you got coming up anything you want to plug uh you can find me uh instagram twitter tiktok drew x deficit uh i talk about different things in different places uh justice league cosmic chaos the video game i wrote is uh in stores now uh it's for every console um i've been doing uh uh library talks 
uh, with, you know, Q and A's around, uh, the St. Louis area. That's so cool. if anybody in the St. Louis area awesome. wants to come with the, come to one of those and talk about the process of writing a video game and, and working with, uh, DC comics, you can do that. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll be there too. Yeah. That's cool. Hmm. Um, um, uh, good luck with that, Drew. Uh, thank you. That sounds, yeah, that sounds awesome. awesome. Uh, Lex, what do you got? Wednesday pool at Wednesday pool everywhere on all of the social media platforms. Um, we were, I was traveling a lot. These, we talked about this last time. I was traveling a lot these past couple months for work. So the show was on hiatus, but we're back this week. We just released a into the across the spider verse review. And the next week we'll be back to our trade reviews. Uh, but it's good to have the show back. And that's really, that's really it. Besides okay. the return of the show. All right. Uh, I want to thank both you guys uh, so much for coming on. I want to thank anyone out there who is watching and or listening. Um, if you want to find a comic shop near you, go to www.comicshoplocator.com. If you want to find our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. Find a uh, subscription tier, a donation tier that kind of works with your uh you know your budget if you want to give back to the keeg and help us out you can find the keeg on social media at the keeg show pretty much everywhere so tiktok and instagram are our biggest ones you want to follow us there at the keeg show facebook twitter we're also there probably don't do that much there but you know you can follow us and show your support uh if you're watching us live you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show um uh or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from apple podcast google play soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio, and stitcher we're all over the place you can pretty much find us anywhere at the key show slash the key show that's pretty much uh how it goes um other than that uh if you're out there like comment subscribe let us know you're out there let us know you're listening we would love to know who is listening otherwise you guys are all just you know creep creepy phantoms you know, that are just kind of watching our stuff and, you know, not letting us know. So let us know. Raise your hand, you know, ring a bell, do your thing. Uh, other than that, this is Comic Talk. It's that show, you know, every Thursday is that we talk about comic books. Um, this weekend, we are talking on the Keeg Talks, which is our weekend show. We're talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which I will be going and seeing later on tonight. Um We also have the Secret Invasion After Show that will be starting up on Wednesday nights. Um, once Secret Invasion starts dropping on Disney Plus, uh, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, uh, as well as uh, San Diego Comic Con in July. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, that's pretty much the gist of things. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you everybody out there for watching and or listening. Once again, I am your host Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk uh, for the week of uh, June eighth, twenty twenty three. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Beat the